Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week on the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name's Josh, and thanks for joining me on a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week. This is for the week of December 19th. And yeah, once again, dropping this a little late in the week, but uh, hey, it's just a... Another uh, week filled of uh, holiday and Christmas music on the Hot 100. So, um, yeah, it it pretty much dominated again. However, some of the new tracks that we're covering this week um, are not of that genre. Uh, I can't promise that all of them aren't. uh, But, yeah, I will say the best and worst track of the week um, (laughs) are not Christmas music. So... Uh, Artist-wise, nothing too crazy. Some Carrie Underwood stuff, some stuff from Dan and Shay, uh, Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, Juice World. But yeah, if you're new to Best and Worst Track of the Week, thanks for joining me. All Best and Worst Track of the Week is is uh, a weekly segment where I take all new entries into the Billboard Hot 100, uh, take uh, well, each with a letter grade, and uh, give one the worst and give one the best. That's pretty much all it is. I also do album reviews on this podcast. If you're interested in that, just scroll through the catalog. They're all there. And uh, speaking of that, the most recent one was actually covering Miley Cyrus's latest album, Plastic Hearts. Had some thoughts on that album. It just dropped a couple days ago. If you want to check that out and the album, go ahead and stream it uh, at your nearest convenience. But anyways, let's get to the gist of this episode. So overall, like I mentioned earlier, on this week's Billboard Hot 100, it was a pretty dominating week in terms of the holiday and Christmas music. Right there at number one, uh, we had All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Not really a surprise there. Most people saw that coming. It dominates every year. It comes back into the charts. Uh, but underneath that, uh, basically all the risers uh, and uh, new entries well, not new entries, but basically all the risers um, were of the holiday music and Christmas music variety. Uh, but some other highlights on uh, the chart. Blinding Lights went up to seven uh, this week by the weekend. Um, and th- this track continues to impress. Uh, it looks like uh, some weeks it's ready to go out. But here it is at number seven, over a year old, um, and still gaining traction somehow. Yeah, even amongst the uh, the drops and the uh, the falls of the non Christmas music variety this week, this track continues to at least do something. It's really strange. Another weird occurrence on this chart is that uh, coming up to number thirteen, still rising, uh, is "Go Crazy" by Chris Brown and Young Thug. Uh, this track released all the way back in May. I have not reviewed it um, because I had not. I did not have this segment back in May. But um, uh, <clears throat> it seems like this track. The I guess it's still uh, it still has steam basically because of maybe radio play. Um, back in August, it got it topped uh, the hip hop and R and B airplay chart. And also, it peaked at number one on the U.S. Rhythmic Songs chart. Uh, so I guess uh, the the track was quite popular during the summer. And then even at one point, it looks like uh, Brown and his daughter started some sort of viral challenge uh, with this track uh, on the internet. 
the, the go crazy challenge. So yeah, there you have it. It probably is popular on TikTok and the radio still, and it still has not uh, slowed down or if it has slowed down, it is not slowing down uh, that fast. Uh, just thought I'd put that out there because I've been seeing this track do well uh, for quite some time. I just haven't mentioned it. And then also uh, some other highlights. Last Christmas by Wham! up to its peak at number 11. So uh, pretty good from the track uh, from George Michael and company uh, all the way back from I think the 80s. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, matching its peak on this chart, so who knows? Maybe it'll rise up next week since we're still in the midst of this Christmas week boom. Um, also, non-Christmas related, Dynamite by BTS fell down to number 24 this week. Um, it kind of expected that uh, hype around that song is slowly going away and fading, uh, and the EP boom probably uh, didn't last too long. Uh, WAP continues to fall down as well, all the way down to 43 kind of sees seems like the you know it's looming uh death is upon it uh whoop d by cj is still rising up to 51 this week I reviewed that track maybe about a month ago do not know why this track has traction or why it's doing so well that was a painful mediocre track um probably go to bed by dan and shay up to 60 i thought this track was dead i thought it was about time it died but I don't know. It's lingering around. Uh, Dan and Shay are on this uh, on this week too with the new track. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Tyler Hero by Jack Harlow went up to seventy seven this week. Also, tracker reviewed not uh, about a couple of months ago at this point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, some try. It did go up a few spots from last week. So uh, the reason I bring this up is because next week there's a chance that we might have a slight Jack Harlow album bomb. Um, don't know if I'm going to record that album be, or review that. But yeah, stay tuned on the Jack Harlow saga, the pending one. Uh, the Desailo Mahord best track uh, last week uh, dropped out. Uh, it's it's steam is gone from the album bomb. Not too surprised there. It's not the most popular track from that album. Uh, and then on top of that, all of Bad Bunny's album bomb stuff dropped out this week or uh, declined or like dropped on the chart. So yeah, not a huge surprise there. It typically happens with the album bombs. Also, uh, on a good positive note, one of our first worst tracks of the week, Be Like That by Crane Brown, Sway Lee, and Khalid, finally dropped out of the chart. It's gone. I feel like it's, uh, it's deal with... Um, uh, American radio just finally expired and they just dropped that, dropped it like it was hot because it, it just fell off completely. Um, so did, uh, Before You Go by Lewis Capaldi, the once dominating track from uh, early 2020. Uh, and then also it said some by Moneybag Yo dropped out of the chart finally. That thing was looming on there for a while. Um, reviewed it early on in this, uh, segment, but I don't really have too many memories from the track. It was, in my opinion, probably not too memorable. And then, finally, our last highlight, Watermelon Sugar, dropped out this week uh, by Harry Styles. So the once dominating summer number one has uh, finally reached its end. And uh, it seems like um, one more track is left from Harry Styles' uh, latest release early on in 2020, I believe. so, Or late 2019, actually. But anyways... It's gone. Uh, let's go into some tracks now. First track this week is Silent Night by Carrie Underwood coming in at 100. Well, a few tracks from Carrie this week. Uh, I think because she dropped a Christmas album. 
This is um this was actually quite a good track. This uh, I was on the fence of giving this best track of the week, but um uh yeah, the, the nice electronic and synthy opening, serene like. The once there's a uh, once the vocals come in, there's a lovely transition into that uh with some light accompanying keyboard. Lots of reverb on the vocals. That's kind of seems to be a thing on this Christmas album. Not too distracting though. Nice falsetto usage by Underwood too. Yeah, really nice falsetto on there. Uh the track takes its time and Underwood delivers emotionally powerful vocals. I'd say that uh, the highlight of the track is how she's able to uh deliver consistent emotional vocal performance. Uh and the track does build up overall uh, as it develops into a loud string section that comes in and company's underwood so that she can like belt on top of it um uh, the second time listening to this track i did notice that those strings were mixed a little too high they're very uh dominating um but it, it did give the track a lot more presence and made it a lot more interesting uh, and i also like that this track stays true to the original it kind of doesn't like to mess around with it too much it kind of uh, keeps the original spirit of the track so i give this track a b plus Next track is Hallelujah uh, by Carrie Underwood and John Legend coming in at 96. I uh, thought this one was not as good, but still pretty good. Um, track opens up with a nice light keyboard in the intro. Some uh, reverb on those vocals again. Uh, but John blends in quite well with Carrie's lead vocals when they sing together. Um, a more nice falsetto util utilization by Underwood and some nice light accompanying supporting vocals thrown in. Felt like those supporting vocals did make the track a little bit better. John Soul vocals, um, his lines sound just as strong as Underwood's, but Underwood's, they just feel a little bit more natural and organic to the track, probably because it's her song. Um, and oddly, well, actually, no, it's not her song. I don't know why Carrie Underwood fits more in this track. Maybe because it was written for her. Uh, but it turns out actually John Legend and some guy that, the guy that wrote If I Were a Boy by Beyonce wrote this track together. Um, don't really know how that works. But anyways, the track tries to go for some big moments, uh, and they just sound super forced, like it, like in the bridge. The bridge is probably the worst part of this track. Feels a little rushed and clunky. Um, and, and Carrie's belting moments at the end are quite nice. I'd say it kind of saves the track. Um, <clears throat> I give this track a B. Next track is Take Me Home for Christmas by Dan and Shay, coming in at 88. Uh, probably doesn't take a genius to figure out that I do not like Dan and Shay. Uh, I don't think I've ever really given them much praise on this podcast. Uh, and this track really doesn't, uh, really doesn't do anything to change that narrative. This track features some strum predictable guitar chords that are pretty bland. Uh, the lead guitar rift on here sounds absolutely wimpy. It has no angst to it. Uh, or a character, and it, it's it's a pretty generic Christmas track. Like it's what you expect to hear when you walk into like oh, do your holiday shopping in like, any given store uh, during this time of the year. Like it's a it's it's made to fit on those kind of playlists, uh, and it definitely blends into that vibe. Uh, it, later on in the track, there is a key change that was a nice twist, and they at least did something to not completely bore me. Uh, or bore uh, you if you listen to this track. Uh, mainly the the main fault of this track is just completely sanitary. Uh, no interesting uh, characteristics to it really. Uh, and Dan's vocals runs at the end are just so annoying. They're a little unnecessary because he is a good singer. Uh, but uh, this track doesn't need uh, you know these uh, eccentric vocal runs at the end. 
Uh, it doesn't. It's not going to make the song better by this point. And it, in my opinion, they should have probably been left out. Um, gave this track a C minus. Next track was Oh Santa by Mariah Carey featuring Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson at 76. Um, pretty interesting track. Um, mainly, I guess, because these three divas are collaborating and they're all quite excellent vocalists. Uh, but it kind of doesn't feel like that kind of track. It felt like they they let the track speak for itself and just did their thing on top of it without trying to outdo each other. Uh, there's a typical sleigh bell opening on here, some gang vocal utilization as well. It's an interesting take. It, the the very beginning of the track actually reminds me of a super bubblegum teen pop track like uh, Avril Lavigne's I Don't Like Your Girlfriend. Uh, eventually turns into like this fast-paced pop R&B track with some funky and groovy bass lines supporting it. Uh, and it gives the track a lot of energy once we get to that point. And I like how the vocalists really play off each other on here. Like I said, they're not really getting in each other's way. Obviously, Mariah Carey's the queen here. Uh, but um, there's also some percussive clap elements that I'd say could were slightly annoying. Didn't ruin the song, though. Uh, and some typical moments you expect from Mariah Carey with her ridiculous register exploring in the vocals. Although I will say that might have been Ariana Grande doing some of the crazier stuff. But hell, it could have been any of them. Uh, and the track gets to the point pretty early uh, on. Once you kind of get the gist of it, that's really what you get. But it's captivating. Also, the track gave me an odd reminder of like Bombs Over Bad Dad by Outkast. Some flair. I don't know why. It just kind of made me think about that song. There's something about it that just sounds similar. I give it a B. Next uh, track was Real Shit by Juice World and Benny Blanco at 72. Um, even though this wasn't worst track of the week, um, I'm very disappointed by this track. Um, I I really think at this point that they're really just doing Juice World wrong in some respects. Um, even though this track is allegedly uh, worked on with Benny Blanco directly before his untimely death, but... Uh, who really knows? Um, and, and the reason why this track is just disappointed to me, because this track just really sounds cookie cutter to most of the posthumous Juice World tracks we've been getting. There's some nice little melodic guitar tracks uh, throughout the track that uh, kind of like go through different character changes and tone changes. And I, I think they make this song interesting. Uh, but it, this, this track just sounds really regurgitative uh, of a lot of the stuff I've heard this year from Juice World, especially on that album. It, it really doesn't sound like he really com collaborated with anyone uh, distinctive. Um, there's also some blown out bass hits that are quite annoying throughout the track. Pretty predictable songwriting, especially for the kind of genre that this exists in. It sounds dime a dozen within the trap, emo trap vein. Uh, there's also some interesting piano track thrown in the end, which I think that moment of the track is probably the best part uh, once everything calms down uh, on this and we get uh, a, a different uh, dynamic to the track. I gave this track a C. Next track um, was by Lil Baby at number 30, On Me. Um... This is the second Little Baby track this week. Uh, it's a pretty interesting instrumental with some wobbly synth bass lines. 
a light piano instrumental thrown in that's not predictably used either like the the way it's used in this context and some synth string textures uh for a nice touch and good flow from little baby i'd say everything he drops this week or that came on this week at least does it with you know some good uh rhythmic ideas in his flows and it's kind of crooner like kind of young thuggish uh sung a track also has a sung hook slash chorus on the track the track's not terribly long and i thought it was pretty consistent i gave it a b and yeah we're at that point where we're basically pretty much towards the end where i give you the worst and best track we always start on the worst track because i want to leave on a positive yeah, this is probably the worst uh, Kid Leroy's track I've heard this year. And that's saying something because not too long ago, he got another worst track of the week. And that track was bad as well. He outdid himself on here. This track is just, in terms of predictability, blandness, sanitary, uh, formulaic uh, songwriting uh, tropes. This track has it. Um... Uh, the, another boring and bland guitar instrumental accompanying the Kid Leroy. That seems to be his MO, his go-to. It's formulaic Kid Leroy. It's not just formulaic in the sense where this is an emo trap song because it's not even doing that anymore. It's kind of just taking that away and saying, well, this is formulaic Kid Leroy. Uh, the track features typical angsty vocals from him uh, where he's looking back at a bad situation that happened and you know, kind of whining about it. The track really seems like it's trying to capture like some emotional catharsis as well, but it really doesn't evoke anything. Uh, this track is just terribly annoying, predictable, uh, predictably sung in terms of like Kid Leroy songs, uh, you know, predictable sung hooky vocal melodies throughout the track that are there to probably just fill space because they're unnecessary. They don't really do anything to make the track better because the track, um, can't be polished it's it came out the way it came out you know you can't polish something that uh that isn't you know polishable uh anyways worst track of the week without you by the killer roy best track of the week uh is everybody by little baby uh this track came in at 41 uh overall i thought this was just the most consistent track um little baby just does this thing for uh, however long this track lasts like three to four minutes and he kind of just doesn't give us any duds. Uh, the track has a minor key piano instrumental on the trap beat. And as soon as I heard that, uh, I was like, wow, another one. Because this is literally 99% of trap music is just not 99%. That's an exaggeration. But a lot of rappers right now, especially in the trap vein, are using a terribly predictable minor key piano instrumental on a lot of their tracks. Uh, but this track at least does something with it. Uh, there's some edge on Little Baby's presence. Kind of sounds like some he he's taking a little bit of like Lil Tecca's uh, aesthetic here. But he kind of just makes it his own. Raps with a nice flow. There's some lovely synth embellishments on the track too that give the track, you know, some... Uh, dynamics uh, the track has some groove to it as well you know you can kind of bob your head to it some versatile rhythmic ideas thrown in on lady B little baby's flow it's not just the same thing over and over again he's going at this in different angles uh he kind of just dominates on this track with no feature help as well he just does his thing and it's consistent and it's a decent rap uh trap song so uh best track of the week goes to little baby kind of won by default to be honest um
The only thing that really challenged him was Silent Night with Carrie Underwood. But anyways, if you stuck around for this whole episode of Best Friend Strike of the Week, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my name's Josh. If I'm not mistaken, uh, this week was the first week of the Billboard, new Billboard year that we covered in terms of track. So, uh, yeah, uh, happy new year, I guess. And then, um, yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast uh, on your respected uh, streaming service, please subscribe. Also, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe if you're digging it. If you're not, leave some feedback, good or bad. I'll, I'll take anything. But anyways, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>